Lord, you are welcome. You are welcome in this place. Spirit of the sovereign God. Take your place, Manda Aikapado Shada Kai Librokoto, Manda Sidi Debobo. Take your place, Librakata, in the presence of your children, Librakaba Sundi Shadadaba, Makataila Bababa, Spirit of the Sovereign God. We worship you, we exalt you, we bless your holy name. You are worthy and worthy to be praised, Librakabando Shadababa, will within the will, Mande Kada. You who dwell between the cherubim, Makataparadabasidabashandidibimandushkata. You who walks upon the wings of the wind, Libracapapa, Balm of Gilead, Lekailubrokotalawa, Ferris. 
of 10,000 Likai Laba Shadabu Kumandish Katadaba Bandu Shidaba Father we worship you we worship you O God Rikite we come to worship and transact with the eternal God the one true living God the one who is high and lifted up Makadabu Shalababa free in one co-equal co-eternal Mandish Shadaba Rokobaba Sikitete the uncreated creator Creator, Libraka, self-sufficient, self-sustaining, Libra, Shalababa, the omnipotent one, Libra, Ika, before you there was no God formed, Manda, Yada, Kabara, Kataribu, Shadaya, Makando, shall we come, O God, Riketalababa, Bando, Soto, to transact with the one Rikete who holds the waters of the earth in the hollow of his hands, Libra, Kata, who measured Radasko to weigh the mountains and hills in a balance. Ah, shakada bandu shkata, and measure the dust of the earth in a span. Ikabarada bashanda, that we've come, O God, to transact with the one whose glory funders. Ikando shkata, manda katayla babaso totora kata, jitikita bababandu shkata. You are worthy, God, you are worthy. Father, you are worthy. So, spirit of revelation, spirit of truth. Lord, we place a demand on you today, O oh Lord. Lord, let this pulpit be a portal between heaven and the earth. Libra Kadaroko news, O God, the man of God, news his tongue, use his tongue as a pen of already right, O God. As you reveal, you reveal God, the mysterious, mysteries and mysterions. Hidden from the foundations of the earth, O God. Roko Mama, week upon week. We've been coming, oh God. You've been coming and we've been discussing. You've been showing us. You've been teaching us. You've been taking us away that we've ever been. You've been teaching us about callings, mantle, gifts, and burdens. Laba should be telling us about the constellations. Ah, they need to influence Pleiades to loosen Orion. Ah, to lead Atros and his cubs to command the constellations. Libra to plant the heavens and lay the foundations. We are not perfect, God. In the due seasons, when you say, God, we put on Christ, we put on righteousness. But we are now coming to season, Lord. Where we say, Libra, Jesus, wear me. Jesus, wear me. Let me be your mouth. Let us be your mouth, your eyes, your ears. License heaven on earth through us. Manda. License heaven on earth through us. Ladaba Shanda Baba. Radaba Sekotunda Shandikitite. Rakababa Sikadaba Shanda Baba. So Father, we come, O oh God, to hear from you, O Lord. To hear for what you have to say, Lord. Let this lectern, O oh God, let this be amplifier. Of what the will of God, what the voice of God is saying in this season. Let this be a Kairos moment where Kronos intercepts Kairos. So let us be like the sons of Issachar, who not only know but have an understanding of the signs of the times, oh God. For we have lost a monarch in the UK. And we know there's spiritual sensitivity. We are not perfect, God. But use us, use those that come to the quorum. Use us, Lord. 
Use us in Jesus' name. Amen. Wherever you are, everyone, if you can, lift up your hands tonight to a worthy God. Lift up your hands to a holy God. We celebrate your glory. We celebrate your glory. Ah, we celebrate your glory. We celebrate your governance in the earth. For unto the King eternal and unto the reigning King and unto the Lord Almighty, let your praises ring. For you are not a God created with human hands and certainly not a God dependent on any mortal man. So tonight we come to your throne. We say that we are your own. Would you speak to us? Hey. Would you speak to us? We come to lift the Savior up until he speaks from eternity. Aleburada. Jegombaria etwana 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 rekapatia rebaria rekunense pratikataba Oh yes Lord Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Zilabarunde Shadaba. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Glory. 
honor, power, dominion, glory, honor, power, and dominion, glory, honor, power, and dominion forever. And ever. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, tonight would you come and settle here? Would you throw your weight about? Would you make your counsel clear? Would you sound your alarm? Make your appeal. Recruit according to your agenda. Let this be a viable quorum in the spirit. Let it be a viable quorum in the spirit. A quorum of legislative emissaries. To the glory of your name, we give you praise. In the precious name of Jesus. Somebody clap your hands, oh you people. And shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, let's, let's get straight to the business or the next level of the business for tonight. Um, oh, thank you, Lord. It's good to be back <laughs> uh, in the studio. I've been on a, uh, on, a, on a month of lollygagging and comparative ease, as, ease, as easy as it gets for me. Um, The last few weeks of August, the first week of September, usually a time of a sabbatical for uh, the Levites and the workers and leaders here at Kingdom Culture. Some of us don't get to take an entire one, but we take as much as we can. Um, and I have been maximizing that space to be as on, as off duty as it gets for me. Um, and I knew that this week was going to be the end officially, but I suspected it was also going to be the end spiritually. And for those of you who are with us at The Gap this afternoon, you know what I'm talking about. By the way, my name is Israel Olumide Siave. It's good to be here with you. Thank you for everybody who makes time to come to this watering trough every week. Uh, I'm joined in the studio physically by Mr. Tony Biden, uh, one of the, the most popular name in kingdom culture, it would seem, because uh, several people keep telling me that their friends want to know who Tony is. <laughs> uh, and also virtually by Minister Chrissy Adedigba and a team of people from around the world who make sure that this platform continues to be the blessing to a generation that it has always been. Uh, if you are not aware, um, 
kingdom culture is a core component, a founding component of a um, an apostolic hub called Prayer Culture Apostolic Hub. It's a platform for equipping strategic uh, strategic partnership or collaboration and fellowship among a generation of intercessors and those who are passionate about prayer and the burden of priesthood. It is non-denominational. It is not the work of a church. Several churches are represented, many of them by their senior pastors and leaders, in addition to a few other people. Uh, when we get together, we have one agenda, and that is that the fire on the altar does not go out. We have three prayer watches every single weekday and four twice a week, Tuesdays and Fridays. Um, <clears throat> Chrissy? Just that flyer, can we put it in the uh, in the studio? It's just in your message, it's fine. Uh, we might want to display it now, so you just help me upload it real quick while I go through the others. And I just want to take the time to really explain what we do. So every day we have three prayer watches at minimum. The first starts in the morning at 6.30 UK time. It's called Morning Drops of Glory. It's a devotional prayer watch. It's a time for encounter with the Lord, for fellowship with the Lord, for intimacy with the Lord, a time to get your day started right with the Lord, but in a corporate setting with the beauty of the corporate force of prayer. Um, it's 6.30 in the morning. Each watch lasts for at least an hour. You can come in and go as you please. They all take place uh, primarily via Zoom, but then we stream the live Zoom room into YouTube as well for those who cannot be a part of it because of your schedule, at least you can follow live and record it via Zoom. And so we start every morning, prayer culture, uh, with the morning drops of glory. Chrissy, let me know when the flyer is in, uh, if you're still here with me. Thank you, I can see it. Uh, and then at 12 noon, so that's 6.30 in the morning, UK time. So that's, as you can see on your screen, that's also 6.30 Western African time right now. The West Africans will be an hour ahead of us in about a month. But at the moment, our time zone is the same. It's 1.30 in the morning in the eastern seaboard of the United States, eastern um, time. And it's also 8.30 a.m. East African time. Now, at 12 noon, we come back for another watch. And this is more intercessory. This is more about establishing the counsel of the Lord. It's called the gap, and it's taken from the scripture where the Bible says, I sought for a man to stand in the gap on behalf of the land. And so we intercede for nations, for territories, uh, for, for systems of governance. We intercede for the will of God through his church. This is more strategic and apostolic intercession now. Uh, and sometimes, some weeks, we will dedicate days or even weeks to a particular prayer burden where God will give us an instruction prophetically. Many times this watch has served as a prophetic uh, uh, download system. God talks to us about things that happen, like we saw last week. Uh, we, we get news from heaven before we see it in the newspapers a few days later. Uh, and that is what I'll come back to in a second. And then we come back in the evening, 7 p.m. UK time, for a third watch every single weekday, and it is called The Altar. Uh, and it's a time of prayer for revival, for reformation, uh, for visitation, but also for needs and for divine intervention. This is a time to lift up the evening sacrifice to the Lord, 
that he may intervene in now slightly more personal and subjective matters. And then twice a week, so this is, this is all prayer culture, this is non-denominational, this is non-church-based, this is a group, uh, an apostolic platform of several ministries and several ministers who, who are at the hub of this. And then finally, on Tuesdays and Fridays, this is just twice a week, we come back for a fourth watch at 11 p.m. UK time. It's called The Press uh, with Gethsemane as its, as its, both Gethsemane and the story of Zacchaeus as its uh, motivation. And this is a time for unfettered hunger and pursuit of God. This is where we shift levels, where we cry out to God for grace, to pursue him, where we contend for anointings, where we contend for deeper realms of, of grace and release. This is where we, we, we build up ourselves upon our most holy faith to move from one season to the other. It's also been known to be a time for praying for the sick and praying for, for deliverance and spirit and divine intervention. And we do this not because it is convenient, because it is not. Hello. We don't do it because it's religious. We do it because of an instruction that the Lord gave us years ago. And he said to us, this is when the, the prayer culture began initially just as kingdom culture's prayer schedule. And then God told us to open it up to other ministries and to share partnership with it. But the instruction was that the fire on the altar cannot go out, that the tabernacle of David must be erected that the residue, the remnant of the Gentiles may seek after the Lord. And God said to us that if you are faithful in stewarding this altar for a season, he specifically said to us when we began this iteration of it a year and a half ago, he told us 36 months. That if we were faithful in stewarding this for three years, that there would be a visitation heaven would release that would go way beyond us, that we would see an outpour of territorial moves of God, and that as part of our reward, we would be at the center of what God would do. But the instruction was, or the instruction suggested that God was trying to teach us to be content with stewarding something that was not necessarily about us. Can I get a witness, somebody? Monsieur Delaros, hi to you. Around the same time, it started off as just spontaneous prayer meetings, and I would just send out a message for the next three days. I'm praying at noon. Who wants to come along? And, and around the same time, we began the quorum, which is what we're at now. And God said to me, I need you to create a platform where senators and legislators can be trained to form a spiritual quorum. A place that is not just about a Bible study or church service, but a watering trough for those who are hungry. When I say for the deep things, I don't mean for the deep sounding things. Because many times in God, the deep things don't necessarily always sound deep. And the things that sound deep aren't necessarily always deep. Can I get a witness, somebody? But God told me 
that a time was coming where he would require a breed of believers who had been sufficiently grounded in the basics of spiritual transaction so we could function. Thank you, Pastor Tosin. By the way, but that, that, that's a stylist in the, in the comments saying I look good. Uh, now, she's going to shoot me for this, but I'm going to embarrass her. I, I'm wearing a shirt that was given to me by my mama. Uh, my biological mother gave me a gift, and I'm wearing it proudly today. So if you think I look good, everybody shout, thank you, mommy, in the chat. Say amen. 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 Thank you, mommy, in the chat. Say amen. All right, so let's carry on. And so God began to say to me that a time would come where a generation of priests would be required who understood the basics of transaction in the spirit. This goes beyond just praying for the sake of praying, fasting for the sake of fasting. It goes beyond walking in the anointing when you don't understand necessarily what it's doing. And so we began to teach a curriculum from the 16th. Tony keeps reminding me 16th of June, right, 2001, 2021. <laughs> 2021 we began to deal with what the spirit realm is how it functions its rules how what altars are how spirits work how you interact with them priesthood prayer alignment the soul the nefesh the life of god the prophetic and things of that nature we took certain detours to deal with matters pertinent to our day like like spousal and domestic abuse you know like like how to hear the voice of god which we have at least one more week to do on we've not forgotten that the last three weeks or two weeks we we took a detour through the book of revelations chapter one and two and three to understand what god is calling for in our day and we have one more week of that as well ladies and gentlemen i have good news and bad news the bad news is that God beat us to a spot. It is that despite my best intentions and my best efforts, we have arrived at a time where we have not finished the curriculum, but the season of performance heaven asked us to begin the curriculum for has arrived. In essence, we are going to have to finish this curriculum by learning on the job because a season has come where what we were sent with, where the quorum is concerned, is now here what we were what we were tasked with preparing a generation to understand the dealings of that season is upon us the good news is the season is upon us the good news is the time of theory has come to an end The end of the month of August every year, roughly almost every year coincides with the big, oh, I, I forgot to mention that at the press, we began to understand the way the heavens work, the sun, the moon, the stars from scripture, and how these are appointments for times, seasons, years, and moments according to Genesis chapter one, and the significance of these, of these, of these, uh, of, of, the, of the messages that they give and the times and the calls to appointments with God that they require. We began to gather every new Hebrew month, the, the new moon, the Hebrew month, the what month in the Hebrew is Kadesh, and the full moon, not because we were occultists, but because we were tapping into God-given technology that has always been available for the saints that has just been corrupted by the evil one. 
And as we begin to push into these things, Tony, glory levels began to rise. We, we did not necessarily always understand the full import of what we were doing, but heaven kept giving us feedback. We spent weeks teaching here about how spiritual feedback works and how when you begin to observe covenant with the Lord, he begins to give you in, 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 informative feedback that is real. Not something you need to take by faith, dreams, visions, prophetic occurrences, signs that tell you you're on the right track. Like I said, every end of August or middle of August, usually every year, it flips or it, it flexes by a week or two, begins a Hebrew month called Elul. Somebody say Elul. E-L-U-L. -L. Elul. Somebody say Elul. E-L. Chrissy, maybe we can type that up in the screen for everybody. Elul. Now, Elul is an interesting month in the Hebrew calendar. Mm. Because it is the last month of the civic Hebrew calendar. It is the final month before the month Tishrei. Help me, Lord. It is the final month before the month Tishrei. In which we have Rosh Hashanah, the beginning of the Hebrew calendar. The Feasts of Atonement tabernacles and the day of atonement atonement tabernacles and what's the third one now i've had a brain fart somebody help me out atonement tabernacles and chrissy help me I, my brain is just frozen passover first fruits harvest Pentecost, atonement, help me. Yom Kippur, atonement, tabernacles, help me, help me, help me, help me. Chrissy, help me, help me, help me. My brain just freezes, frozen. Yeah, Yom Kippur is atonement. My brain will come back halfway through. I'm stuck in, I'm stuck in a prophetic place. But it's the beginning of this cycle. And I learned years ago that Elul is a time for preparation. It is actually referred to by the ancient Hebrews as the month of answered prayer. It is a season usually of extreme prophetic visitation because it is it's our version of December in the Gregorian calendar. This year, Elul began on the 28th of, of, of August, so we are in the middle of it as we speak. Heaven is preparing for the, the beginning of a new cycle. And so it is usually a time where wise people begin the process of contemplation and self-assessment 
that unwise people begin with Rosh Hashanah. Many times, trumpets is the word I was one of the Trumpets, thank you, Chrissy. The Feast of Atonement, Trumpets, and Tabernacles. And it was a T. And so, for those who are truly concerned with the pursuit of heaven's agenda, expect remedial classes in Elul. If you are seeking the Lord in spirit and in truth and not just for personal agenda, it is usually a time where heaven will send a remedial tutor and, 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 and curriculum to make sure you are on schedule when Rosh Hashanah comes. And so over the years, I have prepared myself, Tony, that this is a period of time where God begins to interrupt my life. Which is why we put the, one of the reasons, not the only one, we put the, the Levites break in August. So we could get it out of the way. So we are ready for Elul. It's also one of the reasons why I usually take a few weeks in August myself personally, just to be a normal human being. Because sometime before the end of Elul every year, I have learned that God just, ex just imposes himself in my life and starts to make some crazy demands and throws things upside down. And so it's the time to catch up on food, as you can see, Tony. Catch up on sleep. Catch up on hobbies. Before I stretch run. Last supper in more ways than one. And so I told some of you over the last few weeks at the prayer watches that I was leading that I was running away from something that I knew was coming. This is what I meant. I kept saying to God, can I just enjoy these few weeks? Because I knew, in fact, if I, got through, if I, if I get through a lull any year without an interruption, I get worried. Because it usually means I'm out of alignment. It happened a few times over the years, not often, maybe three or four times over the last 16, 17 years. And so last week, Tuesday, when we were praying in the afternoon at the Gap, and the Lord said to me, the monarchy is about to transition. I knew, I like, here we go again. It is not an accident that it happened in Elul at the time of a full moon because the bible tells us that these seasons governed by planetary bodies are for signs this week as we were praying again for those of you who were not there the lord spoke again about the nation of nigeria that the beginning of the end of the cycle of calamity had begun. And that over the next 24 years, heaven was about to visit because the cry of a people had gone up. And this afternoon as we were praying, he spoke again. 
Tony, that the time I particularly have been crying for has come. That a season in which heaven would step in and assist men, women, and houses that have been standing in the breach as typologies of the struggle in the spirit over regions had come. We looked this afternoon at the fact that when God wants to establish his original ordination for a region, the first thing that enemy does is to contest certain elements of that ordination. Satan is wise enough to know that he cannot, unlike the Russian government, hint, hint, that he cannot win a war fighting on every front. See, if you are a spiritual strategist, I, I told you guys last or earlier this year, right? Some people are talking, what do you mean? That, watch that man called Zelensky. He may or may not be a true disciple of Christ. I don't know. But God said, watch him. Remember I said so? That he will be for a sign. Look at what's happening in Ukraine. It's a textbook picture of how heaven makes war. Both good and bad heaven. Satan rarely will fight you on all fronts. Wise armies know that sometimes it is better to concede certain territories up front and consolidate power in small pockets of land from which you gradually expand your ambush to claim a wider territory. That's what God told the Israelites. He says, when I bring you into the land, I won't give the whole land to you in the first year or the wild animals and your enemies will overrun you. I will bring you in and consolidate you in small pockets from which you will expand and grow as your capacity grows. So when hell begins to contest the will and ordination of God for a region, it does not fight on all fronts. It will concede certain parts of that agenda and find small narrow areas in which to make a stand. And you can tell what the critical components, because remember, every land has a gap. We looked at this afternoon. The Bible says, I sought for a man to stand in the gap on behalf of the land. The UK's gap is not the same as Spain's gap. Nigeria's gap is not the same as South Africa's gap. Every land has a gap. And God begins to cut men to stand in that gap. So if I'm cutting you to stand in the gap of London, Tony, you may be a different shape than the man I'm cutting to stand in the gap of Edinburgh. Which is why when we come to the concept of, of you know, and, and I have learned lessons over the years personally. See, when we, we, when we re-begin the concept of multi-locational local ministry in kingdom culture, I have books I can write on the lessons I've learned. You can be one house, Tony, but there's a different gap in every city. And you must find a people and cut them in the gap for that territory. You can't just pick up somebody from London and send him to Edinburgh. No, sir. There's a different kind of gap. And God begins to cut men and houses, groups of people, by peculiar dealings to match the gap 
of the land or the territory, the system they are assigned to. And so Satan begins to fight certain components of that gap. For instance, in Africa, Satan has conceded size, conceded notoriety, and even conceded the supernatural. Now, let me shed more light on what I said this afternoon because we only had an hour. There are the same generic components of the gap of every land, generic. But Satan will, or, or the mandate for every land, sorry, but Satan will look at the culture, the idiosyncrasies, the peculiarities, the environmental factors of every region, and he will choose certain parts of that agenda to contest. Satan looked at Africa and said, I must concede the supernatural because these are a people whose everyday life is steeped in the occult initially. I cannot contest the concept of supernatural manifestation. I won't win that fight. So he conceded miracles on the African continent. He considered size, he considered numbers, he considered notoriety, but he contested integrity. He contested conviction. He contested unity. He contested alignment with, his, with God's agenda over personal aggrandizement. He says, I'll leave this for you, but if I pinch that, it will be useless in the long run. And then he came to the West and he flipped the script. He said, with you guys, your natural inclination is for these things. The average British European pastor, born and bred, does not need a private jet to feel like he's called by God. Nothing wrong with private jets. I believe they are necessary. And I said it to you guys before. Don't be surprised if you see me flying in one in the future. In God's time, God's will, and for God's purpose, with no need for it as a tool of personal ego boosting. So here he decided to contest passion. Contest numerical clout. Contest the outpouring of the supernatural. In Africa, he doesn't mind you being in church every seven days a week. But here he does because this is what he's chosen to contest. There's a rat race. There's a there's a there's a a system that that that, that requires you to conform to get ahead. And so when heaven begins to find men, women, and houses to stand in the gap, it goes through a set of dealings because it needs to ensure that you are dead to certain things. And God began to show me that for a season, he permitted the affliction of hell on these men, women, and houses as part of the agenda. It was heaven-sponsored or permitted terrorism in the spirit that God sat back and said, Satan, like Job, do your worst. And part of the agenda was to find out if we were dead 
in essence, if these are the elements of the gap in our lands, we must die to these things. And so I began to pray this morning, Tony, and remember we talked about the fact that one of the ways spirits communicate is by burdens. It's not the only way, but it's one of the ways. And when I say a burden, what I mean is that a spirit will allow you to pick up the full or condensed weight of its desire for a thing and you will pick it up as a prepackaged emotion in the spirit. It will hit you as a fully formed emotional response to something you have not had the time to process emotionally. I was praying this morning in my garage and I stumbled across a burden. And when I hit that burden, I face palmed because I knew that what I'd been running away from from the last few weeks had caught up with me. And the Lord said to me, son, raise me men. And I was like, hold up. What, what have we been doing <laughs> for the last 13 years in kingdom culture? Our entire ethos has been about not necessarily planting churches, but creating atmospheres where people of power can be raised. And the Lord said back to me, I'm not talking about your church. I'm not talking about your ministry. Your church and your ministry for the last 13 years has been a petri dish. A controlled experiment. A place to be caught in the gap of certain lands and to be exposed to the spiritual warfare that I permitted to kill certain things in your corporate and personal culture. He said, Israel, in this season, my agenda for lands will require the many and not the few. Then he repeated the sentence to me with a caveat or with, a, with, a diff, with, with an addendum. He said, Israel, raise me men who will raise me men. And then I understood. While this was going on, or before he said that, when the burden hit, I was transported by my senses into a conversation in the realm of the spirit. And a voice rang out clear. Who will go for us? Who will go for us. And then the scripture hit me, the one I just quoted. I sought for a man to stand in the gap. 
the phrase I sought for a man to stand in the gap is ambiguous in the Hebrew. It could be plural or, or singular. It could easily be interpreted as I sought for men to stand in the gap. And the word stand in the Hebrew means to take up an office in the gap. And then it hit me that what I had preached for years, Tony, theologically and revelationally, was being demanded from me practically. God was saying, can I trust you to build systems and platforms that change the entire structure of the culture of a nation in the direction of the pursuit of God? In essence, I want you and others, not just you, to transport the reality of the first 15 chapters of the book of Acts into everyday life in the United Kingdom and other territories. Hear me. And the tool by which you will do this is not by elevated pulpits and and the celebrity culture of being seen as great men of God. But it is by raising and activating people who are qualified to raise and activate others almost instantaneously. In simple English, heaven was telling me that it was time for that revival that we had been crying for. But that the criteria by which it would measure this revival would not be by how many people get healed, delivered, or saved. But by how many, let me put it this way. In previous revivals, you could measure revival by the size of the meetings and the things that happened. This one won't work. You know why, Tony? Because I can't stay in your meeting when I'm having my own. Help me, Jesus. I can't be part of your crowd on Tuesday because I was part of it on Monday and something hit me that deployed me immediately. I can't be in the audience of a stage production when I'm saying or rehearsing my lines for my own stage production the next day. Does that make sense? That this would not be a move of God of the voices and the crowd. Because everyone in this move of God is supposed to be activated to be a voice. And then God said to me, he said, son, the only people in this season who by my ordination will have a crowd 
are those whose assignment it is to prepare others for instantaneous delivery. Hear me, the only person with a congregation will be the person whose congregation is full of people who have their own congregations. That the only people who have the authority from heaven to gather others are those who are gathering people to activate and deploy. In essence, if your assignment is to prepare a person for their personal walk with the Lord, you are not, you are not permitted to have a crowd in this season by heaven's agenda. Now, you may have one outside heaven's purpose, but heaven does not reckon with your crowd if you are a retailer. The only people whose crowds heaven reckons with in this season are those for whom the people in the crowd are those who are called to serve others. Because in this season, says the Lord, I am looking for the restoration of the original intent of heaven for nations and regions. That the missing redemptive peace, in essence, what the United Kingdom was designed to bring to the kingdom of God as an entire nation that hell has stolen has to be returned. And it cannot be returned by individuals and superstars. It can only be returned by the mass culture of God's will for a land. Someone say number one. The second thing heaven said to me today was, get your chariot ready. For the time of rain has come. I repeat, get your chariot ready. What is a chariot? It's a vehicle of war. There are two prophetic pictures of a chariot in scripture that I want to address real quick. One is Ezekiel chapter 1. When the Bible refers or describes the throne of God as pulled by cherubs. In essence, the seat of God's government becomes a war chariot when it's moving. When it's stationary, it's a place of worship. But that place of worship becomes a chariot when it is drawn by cherubs. The second is the man Elijah and the man Elisha. Both are referred to by their sons, Elijah by Elisha and Elisha by the king Joash on his deathbed as the horsemen of Israel and the chariots thereof. Was it the other way around now? The chariots and I can't remember which order it was. In essence, a chariot can be one or both of one. The expression of God's glory that is in motion. Meaning, the expression of God's glory that is not designed to be genuflected at. To say, wow, I feel the presence of God. No, that's not a chariot. 
We mean when the kingdom power and glory are in motion, meaning accomplishing something practical in the overflow of that glory. So when the Ethiopian eunuch is traveling and God tells Philip to join yourself to this chariot, God was saying this man is about to be a tool. The chariot wasn't the, see God wasn't referring to the physical horse carriage. He was saying this individual is about to take a seed of the kingdom to an entire nation of Ethiopia. He is about to be a chariot. You need to activate something that will not just be, wow, God moved. But when we come back two decades later, when we come back four generations later, we can see the result. Ah, help me, Holy Ghost. Philip knew something about chariots because when Philip went to Samaria, he didn't have a set of meetings that ended up in people saying, wow. He had a set of meetings that shifted life such that sorcerers were no longer in business. A sorcerer lost his source of income and decided to fake being a Christian because it was no longer, are you hearing me? That a, a, that a move of God can so affect a territory that even workers of darkness have to change their business model to pretend to be part of the move because it is no longer in, it is no longer in fashion. You're no longer relevant outside what God is doing. So the only way to keep your relevance as a witch doctor is to put on a suit, a tie, and go on a pulpit. Oh, you're not listening to me. Elijah is called the chariot of Israel. Why? Because one man said, put Baal and his prophets on one side. I will stand for the Lord on the other. And by the time we are done engaging with each other, the people will say, the Lord, he is God. That's a chariot. That's a chariot. That Elisha becomes a source of consternation to the king of Syria. He says, which among you? Which of you is telling the king of Israel our plans? And they say, it's not one of us being a traitor. There's a man of God in... There's a man of God in Israel whose prophetic gift is not just for credit card numbers. It has practical effect in how the nation is governed. That's the chariot. God said to me, son, prepare your chariot. Mm. It's time for rain. And I broke down and began to weep. Because I've been waiting for this rain for a long time. When Paul says, let no man trouble me, I bear in my body the marks of the Lord. Notice he didn't say, let no spirit trouble me. 
The same Paul was said to have had a thorn in his flesh, a messenger of Satan. Hear me. I know what it means to be the subject of a demonic ambush. Where your life, your emotions, your affairs, your dealings become a test case for a battle between heaven and earth. Heaven and hell, sorry. Where God is, has left you like Jesus hanging between the heavens and the earth at the mercy of bulls of Bashan, demonic, goring beasts, because he understands that what Satan intends to destroy you is fashioning a chariot in you. It's true for individuals. It's also true for houses and ministerial entities. That God will allow you for a season, be at the mercy of certain winds. I'll give you some examples. God will allow iniquity in your house. Because he wants to teach you the when I say iniquity in house, I'm not saying the pastor should be sinning. I'm saying a man and a leadership that is themselves holy and pure will wonder why there keeps being an outbreak of sin in their camp. For a few reasons. One, heaven wants to show you the consequence of sin in the camp. And that like a whole nation of Israel can be stranded for seven days because Miriam messed up. It's part of the plan. Because God wants you to value the need for purity. So he will allow you see the destruction that can be caused to a corporate mandate because of impurity. Secondly, he wants to show you how to deal with it. He wants to test your hatred for it. Balance with your love for the offender. Because both are equal responses. Are you hearing me, somebody? Thirdly, he will use it to slow down your progress because he knows you're running too fast and you may arrive at your destination uncooked. The same for things like disunity. The same for things like spiritual attack and, and financial provision and whatever it is you as an individual or as a ministry may have been suffering. Because everyone understands that it is in the process of fighting through these, these, these blocks and seasons of deficiency and attack and agenda of hell that you are forged into a chariot and then Tony one day God says stop struggling now the same God who said struggle fight who say stand aside because the fight was not for you to accomplish anything it was for you to become what can steward what he's about to accomplish hmm And so this morning, and again in the afternoon at 12 noon, both in my private altar and in the corporate one, when the Lord said, prepare your chariot, it is about to rain. 
instantaneously I understood what he was saying. That the season of performance had come. And that what had been perfected in the obscurity of the wilderness was now about to be allowed to be tested on a grander scale. And the Spirit of the Lord began to say to me, I am about to visit Adullam. Hmm. That there are pockets around the world, houses, communities, fellowships, conclaves of believers, where either intentionally and in some cases unintentionally, God had been engineering this culture, cutting people for the gap. In essence, God had been constructing the technology that he was about to release on the earth. Let me rephrase that. I, I, I need to explain that a bit more. I need to explain that a bit more. Hmm. If you go to a car manufacturing plant, you will see certain pieces of equipment. They have been designed to put a car together. It's an assembly line. Something puts the windows, another thing puts the doors, a third puts the bumper, a fourth puts the light. Does that make sense? There's an automated system that in one hour can produce 10 cars. But before that thing was constructed, it may take a year to construct the assembly line. It, it may take a year to build the assembly line because it has to be precision tested. And so you put it together and you test it with one car. And if the car comes out bent, you go back to the line and you reconstruct it. Because when the time for mass production comes, you need to be able to trust. And while you're building the line, it's painful sometimes while you're building the line. You wonder why, what's all this problem? What, 
Why is God being so pedantic? So much effort and so little joy. Because God is building the assembly line. Then he tests it. The car comes out. The alignment of the car is wrong. God, the car you loved. You saw the car come out. It looked beautiful. You thought, ah, it's working. God says, no, 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 no. This car doesn't fit our standard. So heaven will, or the manufacturer, will scrap the car because it cannot sell it with its name on it. It will scrap the car and go back and tinker with the assembly line. You may have 15, 20 prototypes of the car before it goes to market. And every time it comes out, the assembly line or the design will be tinkered with. But a season comes where God says, I'm satisfied with the assembly line. Now, we can commit tons of steel, conductors, tires, glass, leather, and all. The, so there's a, there's a mound of raw material in the same plant that has been waiting for a long time. That, 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 that the manufacturer can't commit to the assembly line because it hasn't yet aligned it fully. But when that process is complete, many times it can be automated. You can leave it running and go home for coffee and come back. And it begins to mass produce according. Are you hearing me to a formula? It begins to churn out car after car after car after car. God said to me, God said, son, build me or raise me, hear me, assembly lines was what he was saying. The season of the prototype is coming to an end. But the job of the apostolic mandate in, mantle in this season is to build assembly lines. Not our own churches, but assembly lines. And some of them may have our logos and our banners on them. But it's to build men and women. Listen, it is to build men and women who by default can mass produce the cars of heaven. And of course, those cars are other men and women. Heaven is about to withdraw certain permits from plants that don't follow this blueprint any longer. But the spheres and centers of power are shifting. He said, prepare your chariot. Two things will beat you to the city. Hear me by the spirit. The first thing that will get to the city before you is the prophet. A symbol of the prophetic word meaning my chariot will beat your chariot to the city when you get there God said this time you will find my technology already in operation but the second thing that will beat you there is rain someone say rain remember this was after three and a half years of drought three and a half years of no rain 
three and a half. A season. Can you be the body of the Lord? A season where the prophet had to hide at a brook and in a widow's house. Where the, Can you pray? Where the true expression of God's glory was hiding in caves, being sustained by Obadiah. Where God was forging cultures of reformation, prayer, alignment, giving, unity, consecration, prioritizing heaven's will over your convenience, choosing what city to live in, not based on what job you can find, but on God was building, building the assembly line. And it was painful. It was difficult. But in these days to come, he's about to commission the plant. He's about to commission the plant. I said he's about to commission the plant. All of other nations shall be here. The final thing I saw and heard this morning was a table in the spirit of men. Now, actually, this was in this morning. This was a few days ago. I spoke about this at the at, at the gap yesterday or two days ago. I saw a table. A panel Tony and the panel was full of men who had walked the earth before the Lord opened my eyes to see again remind me that the Bible in Revelations 5 talks about the four and twenty elders and it's they say one of the elders says we are those who have been redeemed out of every nation hear me those 24 elders are not angels they are human beings who have walked this earth. That the throne room of God has cherubs and humans. That the council of heaven includes those who were never born and the spirits of just men made perfect. And it says, while the cherubs are guarding the interests of the glory of God, the elders are there to fight for the interest of the men on the earth because they are the ones who carry vials of incense. The prayers of the saints. That there are men who have given us a baton, who they run their race they shifted there and they're now standing and they've been carrying vials of prayer they've been holding 
bottles the bible says the prayers of the saints hear me hear me hear me and god began to show me that in every land in every nation in every region there are four bearers who have sweat equity who lived who died who gave who fasted many were killed and like paul says if he wrote hebrews in hebrews that they were not to be complete without us in essence what they ran for this cloud of witnesses the bible says will be wasted without us and so god stationed them around the throne and says you become heavenly intercessors while your sons and daughters on earth are earthly intercessors you gather their prayer in bottles and come to me when it meets a threshold hear me i repeat tony god says you understand the earth in ways these cherubs do not remember jesus but we have an intercessor the man jesus <sighs> that there are people on that seat who have walked in our shoes and it is them who god has assigned to monitor the levels and I began to see activity and excitement in the spirit, Tony. They were saying, the threshold has been reached. They were saying, the threshold has been reached. That there has now reached a threshold where divine intervention can be justified. They began to say, Lord, will you not hear the cry of your people? Ladies and gentlemen, I've come to tell you that the intercessory burden of the Lord on the earth, we may have been few praying around the world for the move of God above our cars and houses, but the Lord was saying, we have hit a threshold. We've hit a threshold hear me hear me hear me hear me ora baba baba shikala bara dori ndere besikata vadidi mara doste pelika baba hear me by the spirit Hear me by the Spirit. Hear me, 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 hear me loud and hear me clear. Shalaburiakata. Hear me loud and hear me clear. A search party has been deployed by heaven. that on occasion of this threshold being reached hear me hear me hear me this 
council of elders has been commissioned finally to distribute mantles to our generation. Hear me, Tony. And they're not looking for anointed men. They're looking for apostolic fathers. They're looking for plant managers, not end consumers. That a garment of grace and wisdom has been released for those who fit the description of what Paul calls a wise master builder. That there is a grace being released for spiritual engineering in this season. That houses and men will come into a mantle where, hear me, we will all prophesy. We will all heal the sick. We will all walk in miracles. But this particular office means that you can construct an ecosystem where everyone who connects with it is mass produced into a certain breed of person who can stand in the gap for the land. Hear me. And the, 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 the criteria for receiving this mantle is that you submitted yourself in a season to the dealings of God that are required to be mass produced in the lives of the people assigned to your plant. And instantaneously I knew what this next season would mean for us as a house. Tamino Salabadi Elegredina Nanando Rieketa Baliata Zelegedia Lavratolo Bocotita Bahada Javrabinundi Aikoto Zikatorende Breskitala Jekete Buriata Ela vani ananande aradela 
the good news is Elul is not yet over. Tony, can I get my face towel, please? There is still time for a crash course of preparation. It's there. Thank you. Thank you. If you are a ministry in this season and you are still designed to be a kindergarten, there is still time to adjust. If you are still designed to be a hospital, there is still time to, be, to adjust. If you are still designed to be a school of the spirit, all these things are good in and of themselves, but there is still time to adjust because this is the season of the factory. For heaven is about to pour out a weight of authority on factory managers and their teams that will by itself hear me the days of wrestling with territorial powers are over is what I'm saying God says I allowed you wrestle in a season because the wrestling match was designed to build you but now I am conferring authority that will mean there is no contest. Territorial beasts are about to lay down their crowns. Territorial beasts are about to yield to men, women, and tribes that have been fashioned after this order. The days of authority are about to resume. Where a man can walk into a city and a delegation of hell will meet him and say, have you come in peace? That certain cities will become pilgrimage spots because of the victory won in the heavens by this model where other cities and nations can come to drink not to worship that location like we did in the previous generation but to take back the same technology to duplicate where we're coming from now i know there's many of us from all around the world connected tonight but I'm saying this now to my house, Kingdom Culture. These are the days of which we have spoken and prayed. As I ruminated on this, I began to see pictures in my spirit only of this building and the activity going on here. It's about to get busy. It's about to get busy by the next few months. Traffic. of all kinds bustling activity not to run a ministry but to steward reformation in a nation here
briefings and classes and meetings and conferences. And productions and broadcasts and holding together activities across a global spectrum and letting local church community flow as the byproduct. Because now what fought that in the first place will be under the heel of the plant and the factory. Schools of ministry, schools of healing and deliverance, attended by unbelievers. That unbelievers and people of every religion will come on a regular basis for a school of deliverance and healing. And in the process, find Jesus. And come back next week for a discipleship class. And in six months time, be teaching that class. That significant resources are about to be entrusted into the hands of men and houses who have proven that mammon has no control over them. Significant resource. Tony, I began to see entire TV stations being given to the body of Christ. Networks given. Property portfolios of 50, 100 properties handed over because God has found men and women he can trust to deploy it for his agenda. Pastor Lawal, good to see you, sir. That's my teacher from secondary school. Awesome man of God. These are the days of his glory. And they are upon us. And finally, for tonight, before we pray. That the words of the book of Acts would be true in our day where the Bible says none did join themselves to them but the number of disciples greatly increased we are about to pull lifeless bodies off the pulpit and if I sound excited I'm not a sadist better one man dies than several do out of despair at God for tolerating certain things the judgment is about to begin at the house of the Lord. And a reverential fear is about to return to his temple. For the Lord said, I will make a difference between him that is righteous and him that works, works iniquity. For I, the Lord, who behold the deeds in the secret place, says the Lord, 
will expose and reward accordingly in this hour. Mark your calendars. Horrible news is about to emerge about certain of the superstars of the so-called church over the next 12 months. Mark your calendar. And the Lord says, while at first many will, many will seemingly be lost to the scandal, he says, I will use it as a redistribution mechanism. Those who will be lost, Tony, says the Lord, will be those who were never found. For I am not impressed with the membership register of your organizations. I know the Bible says, the Lord knows them that are his. Therefore, let every man who nameth the Lord as his name depart from iniquity. For there will be a so-called great falling away. Which really will be a sifting of the quality of the work of the previous season. And God says, with the remnant, I will build an army that will gain a far greater harvest in a short time than they which were lost. For I am about to redeploy assets from house to house, from counterfeit to original, from those who went to those who I truly sent. And when the shaking is complete, when I have shaken the things that must be shaken and the things that cannot be shaken remain, then will you serve me with reverence and godly fear? Because I will give you a kingdom, an authority that cannot be shaken. Premiers, rulers, governors, presidents, kings, and prime ministers will once more visit and sit under the council of the house of God, for it shall be with authority. Finally, I, I wasn't going to say this, but I, I have the release to say the things I share sometimes in the prayer watches. There is about to be a mass exodus of apostolic fathers of a certain generation. And I think I've been dropping that hint for a long time. I don't want to mention names, but if, if you're thinking, whoever you're thinking is probably true. Yes, whoever you're thinking, when you hear that, whatever name comes to your mind is more than likely correct. Leaving the earth. Because the council has, says, has said that the quota is full. Hear me. There is a remedial class going on. A voice from behind us in the seventh day. Reintroducing Jesus as him who dwells among the candlesticks. A generation of men. Many of whom have done great things by the world's criteria. Are about to encounter Jesus for real. Many men who seem to have accomplished great things in God, who seem to have had supernatural encounters, are finally about to have the encounters our fathers did. And for each one who does, a father will be released. 
over these next 24 months there's about to be a mass exodus I mean we'll hear about three or four or five in a one month span they will be caught up into glory because their race is finished and their replacements have been commissioned and some of them will not see those replacements face to face they won't even know who they are until they get to the other side mantles are about to be thrown and you must prepare yourself to catch them mantles will be thrown of individuals mantles will be thrown of houses that a man can replace a man and a house can replace a house because in some painful cases the man going has left behind a house that must be replaced in his absence Pastor Lawal, sir, that's what I have been praying for three weeks. Those of us on prayer culture, what's been our password for the last few weeks? Lord, Tony, have mercy on us. Because it is not by him, of him who wills and him who runs. But it is of God who shows mercy. The next few weeks are a time for covenant with the Lord. A time for establishing fresh covenants as a people and as individuals. To take guesswork out of the equation. To settle the authority by which you will prosecute your next season. That certain outcomes would be guaranteed. That certain things will be addressed in advance as being the birthright that you can demand. That watchmen would graduate to guardians. That the word of certain individuals and people groups will become law in certain territories. That prayer would give way to decree. That supplication would give way to apostolic declaration. That again, men will be able to say, if I be a man of God. Because heaven will have signed off on that jurisdiction for that territory. That fathers, many of them young, will rise. Men and women, Tony, who care about others above themselves. That fathers would not compete with their would-be sons. And that in many cases, fathers would rather the well-being of a son, whether or not that son acknowledged them as a father. That great trees would rise in certain territories that other little trees can take shade under. That God would elevate men and houses that can become a source of protection for other men and houses. These are the days we are about to enter. Everybody lift your hands with me tonight. I'm beginning to say, even so, Lord Jesus, 
come quickly. Open your mouth and pray. Say, Lord, let it be so. Let it be so. Labre non tabari e kada. Zeleturia babarendo shkafatilande labadi. Lekroda bra kista bra. Say, Lord, even so. Swiftly, Lord. Swiftly, Lord. Mana. Leria. That as the trumpet sound in a few weeks for Yom Teruah. Ah! That we would be ready. That as the ram's horn sounds from heaven, that the Lord himself shall descend with a shout at the trump of the archangel. And the dead in Christ shall rise, the dead fiends shall rise. That the battle cry would find a ready army. That the rain would find chariots already in motion. That another generation of patriarchs would rise and find authority waiting as the reward for yielding to the dealings of God. Father, this is my cry personally. While on others you are calling, do not pass me by. For the house that I lead, Lord, that while on others you are calling, you would not pass us by. That the cry of our altars would find favor in your ears. That the days of our pain will be rewarded by the days of your joy. Lord, sponsor this by your grace. Not our strength, by your grace. Tonight, I want to lead us in a covenant procession. While I was praying this morning, when I had this encounter, the encounter started and ended with the cry from heaven, who will go for us? 
and foolishly <laughs> I like um I couldn't help myself. Something just pushed me and I said, "Lord, I volunteer." And then the spirit of God hijacked my mouth. I said this in the afternoon, Tony. And I I didn't realize when I just blurted out, "I swear it." And then I knew I messed up. I said, "Lord, I swear it by your grace." Now, if you don't understand the Bible, you say, oh, the Bible says we should not swear. You don't understand what it means. Jesus was specifically talking about, he said, let your yea be in, your nay be in essence. When you tell somebody, I'll pick you up at 7 p.m. He says, you don't need to swear because many of you swear and you don't perform it. He says, neither swear by God in heaven or by this, the temple on the earth or blah, blah. In essence, stop making promises to people that violate the high authority you swear by. He wasn't talking about making an oath of covenant with God. Tonight, we're going to make a covenant with the Lord, individually and corporately. I want you to chew. Covenants regulate relationships. They establish the parameters for what you can expect and what must be ex- what should be expected of you Tony a covenant means that I no longer have to guess what I can demand from you and what you will demand from me it's a service level agreement tied many times in blood our generation has walked by faith it is not by our definition of faith it is now time to walk by the covenant that our fathers did. That's why their results were predictable. I'll never forget I heard Bishop David Oyedekwe say years ago, almost 20 years ago. And I initially thought, isn't that arrogant? He says, we thank God for what he's doing, but we'd be surprised if he didn't do it. I thought, how can you say that? But as I grew older, I understood he was talking about a co- In essence, he was saying, see, God and I made a covenant. He's merely fulfilling his side of the bargain. The covenant is simple. Walk before me and be perfect. Simple. Let's make that covenant with him. This is why in this season, true authority will elude certain people. For they will refuse to walk before God and be perfect. I want you to, if you can take a kneeling or lying posture wherever you are. And say, Lord, I establish a covenant with you. Larendo skaba. I establish a covenant with you I establish we establish and for each of us the the content of that covenant are slightly different. It will include the expected life of consecration. 
it will include demands on your time on your finance demands on your on your capacity to forgive it'll include letting go of things that are not sin but heaven is saying will stand in the way for you personally things that your brother or sister are very permitted to cling on to but that you in particularly you in particular cannot It will mean walking away from certain connections and relationships and accepting those that you rather would not in your own human reasoning. But at the heart, it will be a prepackaged yes. A yes to God in a blank check that he can cash as he requires, sometimes in painful ways. And the result will be that the ordinative agenda of heaven for nations can be restored. That nations will finally begin to look like what heaven originally intended them to look like. Tesuvranian Iakatina Thank you, God. Lord, I reestablish covenant with you. that I will give weight to your voice, that my world can give weight to mine, that I will give credence to your authority, that my world can give credence to mine, that I will kneel before you in life and heart, that the systems of this world may kneel before me in life and reality. That I will trade the fullness of me for the fullness of you. That I will arise and shine for my light is come. Because I have permitted your glory, your nature to be risen upon me. And that Gentiles will come to my light and kings to the brightness of my rising. Because I shall be a burning first and then a shining light. By the power of your grace, by your ability to sustain me, I swear it to you tonight in the presence of many witnesses. Because you will finish what you began in me. On behalf of kingdom culture, put the name of your house of ministry there if you're a visitor we swear it that we will be your people and you will be our God we swear it Lord that we will serve no foreign God 
Ali Aranunan Zegerebalari Shade. That we will be a royal priesthood, a peculiar people, a holy nation. That we will be a kingdom of priests, a kingdom of priests, Lord. That we will be a kingdom of priests. Thine be the kingdom. The power and the glory, yes, forever and ever, amen. Laka sebilkitia, etaliata, zebretonenderikata. So let it begin, O Lord. So let it begin. Hallelujah. Wherever you are, somebody put your hands together for a worthy God tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Hmm. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It is done. It is settled. It is established. The sacrifice is accepted. Proceedings can commence. Oh, hallelujah. These are the days of his glory. Hallelujah. Amen. We're currently in the middle of a week of, of intercessory emphasis. Every day at the gap this week, we are praying into the transition going on in certain nations and what it means spiritually. If you haven't been a part of this, uh, you're missing out on breaking news as it is happening. Every day so far, there has been a prophetic release from the Lord. Um, we have two more days, Thursday and Friday, to prosecute this. Also, this Friday, like every Friday at the press, we gather at 11 p.m. UK time. And we will be praying into what we spoke about today on a personal level. We're going to be making that shift individually and in our houses and pressing into the reality of it. So don't miss it. Also, if you are not aware, uh, we're now about 63 days, I believe, from the Kingdom Culture Summit. Uh, 
this summit is going to be a festival of this reality. It's going to be a rite of passage of the themes of which we have addressed this week. Uh, please make sure you register. Um, we are going to go ahead and finalize our venue over the next week or so based on our registration numbers. If it means that we end up running out of space, well, you will only have yourself to blame, unfortunately. So we will see what God will pour out this week or this year at the summit. It's the first one in three years. I am uh, full of expectation for a visitation, a tangible visitation of God for chariots to be commissioned. Uh, at the summit, we will be opening the next annual cycle of the prophetic word of the Lord. And the word for next year is, governant, uh, is government, governing, and governance. Someone say governance. So government, colon, governing, and governance. Uh, I will leave the rest of that till another time to unpack. Finally, if you want to give tonight, the details will be on your screen, um, especially those of you who are giving towards the summit. The budget is extremely significant, but God is even more able. Uh, but if you want to give towards anything we're doing here at Kingdom Culture, the, the summit, our media enterprise, our Kenya and uh, soon-to-be Northern Nigerian orphanage, uh, our minister support fund for missionaries and full-time ministers from other ministries around the world, uh, so we can encourage and stand with them to do what God is calling them to do, uh, and or just your your regular tithe and offering. Pastor Lawa, yes, sir. Our CCG Fountain of Grace will be your people, a peculiar people unto you. Yes, sir. I believe so. Uh, I can't wait to speak to you, sir. I'm going to be by God's grace. I think I'm going to be in Nigeria uh, next month, so I'm looking forward to seeing you, sir. Again, it's been way too long. Um, but if you want to give to any of these things, the details are on your screen. Um, we're trusting God in this season to raise a team of committed financial partners. God told us to believe in for 5,000 financial partners who by giving what may be small in the eyes of many on a regular basis can fund a movement of reformation. If the sound of the Lord from this house resonates in your spirit, I want to encourage you to consider being one of them. Doesn't matter how small it is, it could be a penny. Whatever God lays on your heart and or you can afford. Uh, but we're trusting God in this season for people who see it as their assignment financially to sponsor, or you can't sponsor God's move, but to be a part of God's tool for sponsoring the dealings of reformation on a wider scale. If that is you, the details are on your screen. I encourage you to set up not just a one-time gift, but a regular one, frequency and size to be determined between you and the Holy Spirit. Finally, this, I don't know if our flyers are ready yet, but this uh, coming season of atonement on the 25th of September, we begin uh, our next consecration journey. We're currently on a 90-day fast, but from the 25th of September, we begin a consecration journey. We'll be meeting every day uh, at 7 p.m. and at 11 p.m. on the Tuesdays and Fridays for 10 days uh, over the atonement season 
and on the twi- on the se- no on the 1st of October the Saturday in that space we will be gathering here in the city of London for the next forge 12 hours of prayer it will be a transaction you do not want to miss and if you need to travel to get here and you can I encourage you to do so but put those dates in your diary lift your hands let's pray Lift your hands. Let's close tonight. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for setting the course and agenda for this next season. Your word says that the worlds, the ions, the the seasons of time were framed by your word. Thank you for framing this next season for us. To frame means to set the boundaries, but also to repair, to furnish, and to provide what is required to sustain. You have laid the foundation and we receive it. We say, be it unto us according to your word. Do great and mighty things that only you can do. Our eyes are on you. Be magnified, O Lord, in the precious name of Jesus. Somebody clap your hands, O you people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God bless you, folks. We will see you at 6.30 a.m. tomorrow on the prayer call to Apostolic Hub and at 12 noon for The Gap as we continue this journey. Bless you. Have an amazing evening.